Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Betting Show. This is your PGA Championship preview. I'm your host, George Ellick, and I'm delighted to be joined by Niall Lyons as we look ahead to the second major of the year. Um, now we'll get straight into it because we want to get through. We've got plenty to get, plenty to get through. You've got your selections, and we'll talk through the market as well. Um, PGA Championship this year is at Oak Hill, a course that we know fairly well. We saw Jason Duffner um, win a, a major there. Uh, a decade or so ago but fair to say the course has had some some pretty major surgery since then and won't necessarily resemble the, the kind of tests that we saw back then um what do you make of, of what kind of player is needed to suit uh, to suit this uh, this track yeah not only the course has changed but i think golf has changed a, a fair bit since 2013 yeah. uh Obviously, it's a Donald Ross design. It's it's been lengthened about 250 yards or so since uh, 10 years ago. Uh, it's still kind of a similar test off the tee in, in which you, you kind of need to hit fairways, but uh, there's been a fair amount of work done on the bunker. And it, it's, I think the bunkers are going to be a real test this week. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out, actually. Uh, I think there's going to be more of a premium on accuracy than what there normally is. You know, obviously back in 2013, we saw the likes of Duffner and Zach Johnson and David Toms and Jim Furyk make the top 10. I think it's going to be totally different this time around. Obviously, golf has changed. Uh, the big hitters dominate now. They they make their their gains from tee to green in a totally different way than what Furyk and, and the likes of Jason Duffner did. Uh, but nevertheless, I think there is going to be a premium on accuracy from the tee. You find that them fairway bunkers uh, on a normal PGA Tour setup, they provide plenty of opportunity to to stop the ball near pins. But they look fierce this week. They really, really do the fairway bunkers. So uh, I think you're, you're obviously looking towards the golfers who hit it long and and straight. Uh, Ram and, and Scheffler, the two ahead, the, the top of the market, do hit it reasonably straight. But there are straighter hitters in the game who still hit the ball pretty far these days. The straighter hitters aren't necessarily in the mould of Jim Furyk and Jason Dufner nowadays. So, uh, yeah, the course has changed. There's a lot of uh, trees been removed as well. So maybe that suits the longer hitters a little bit more than what it did back in 2013. They'll be able to take on some different lines than, than what was available back then. But uh, golf has changed primarily, I think. And I think we'll see a different type of winner this time around. We've seen um, majors dominated by players at the top end of the market in recent years. Um, and that was a trend that was nearly back this time last year with Mito Pereira um, blowing a lead on 18, hitting the ball in the water, opening the door for eventual winner Justin Thomas and, and Will Zalatoris. Do, do you think that's a reflection of where golf is now, that we're seeing kind of better players winning these big tournaments? Or is it just a quirk and actually we'll have triple figure major winners coming through soon? As I said there just a minute or so ago, I think golf has changed since, you know, this was last held here in 2013. And I think just the type of golfer who wins these events are obviously much more longer hitters than what they ever were. I don't remember when was the last type, you know, a Jim Furyk type winner of a major championship. It just doesn't happen anymore. Mm. I think you just need the game's changed so much that you need to hit the ball so far. Uh, in terms of quality of player, you know, obviously you look at the trends and all. Obviously, the golf, the world golf rankings are a bit skewed at the minute now. Obviously, with the, with the live tour, but uh, it's always it's usually one of the top thirty golfers in the world when you look towards the, the trends. And 
Yeah, it's difficult to see. You know, obviously the PGA Championship down the years has been the major where we've seen the most surprises. Uh, obviously, Mito Pereira nearly won. Uh, Mickelson was a big price winner as well, even though he had shown reasonable form in the lead-in. You know, he, he he played well in the Masters previous to that KO Island uh, performance. So uh, there's always signs there. I think you know, even if we get a surprise winner this week, there will have been signs in recent weeks and months that you know they were capable of of a performance like that. For sure. Well, let's get into your tips now. Uh, and as I said, we'll come back and have a look at the, the top end of the market because you've you've mainly swerved the top kind of six or seven in the betting as it stands. Um, we've got, looking through the odds checker prices up on the grids now, uh, Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm are the eight to one joint favourites. Um, that eight to one is with BetVictor, they're only a, a quarter of the five. If you wanted the, the fancy prices, Paddy's paying 10 places, Coral and, and Betfair paying 12 places. You're looking around the, the 15 to two, seven to one mark. Roy McIlroy's 14 to one. Zander Shoffley, who's been tipped up by a fair few, is, is 18 to 1. Patrick Cantlay, 20 to 1. Uh, Bruce Kepka, 22 to 1. And then we get to the man who is your, your top headline selection. I am someone who's backed Tony Finau in so many majors over the last few years. And he, I backed him at Augusta and I was told myself, oh, you know, I'm done with this for the time being. And now, now I'm going to have to back him again because he's your main selection at best price, 22 to 1. What makes you think Tony's going to go well? Yeah, he was all the rage at the Masters a few weeks ago, and I was kind of surprised about how short he was going off uh, for that mm. tournament. And then it's difficult for guys like you who have backed him in, in uh, at Augusta to go in again. That's perfectly understandable. Just like the way I backed McElroy at, at Augusta too, it's, it would be very hard to go and back him in this, despite his credentials and obviously being a member here and stuff like that. But yeah, I think it's just recent performances by Fina and one in particular that, that really catches the eye. Uh, he's won at Donald Ross uh, course before in Detroit uh, last summer. He won a 26 under, winning the Rocket Mortgage. He was five shots clear of second place. The week before that, he won the 3M Open uh, by three shots in Houston. Later on that year, he won by four shots. And then again in Mexico a couple of weeks ago, he won by four shots. But it was the manner and that the manner of that victory at Mexico two uh, two or three weeks ago that really catches the eye. Uh, he was two shots ahead of John Ram heading into the final round. Birdie the first got three shots clear, and John Ram never got uh, closer than three shots for the rest of the 17 holes, which is incredible to bat away that, the Spaniard in that, in that form. Uh, just so easily and that's been uh it's been the interesting thing with Fino's wins just they've been he's absolutely lapped the field in them almost every single one so uh i think the performances just point towards winning i mean that this is his peak just like you know molinari winning uh the open a couple of years ago he had won i think it was at the rocket mortgage just before the open as well mm. uh players just tend to peak and you could strike them at the right time. And I think uh, Fina was one of them. Obviously, I tipped them up at 25 to 1, uh, shortened a little bit since. But uh, he, he's just, he was obviously the nearly man on the PGA Tour for many years. And now he's won plenty. Kind of the nearly man in majors now. He's got a re- great record in majors too. Uh, he ranks inside the top 20 in scrambling from the bunker uh, this year, which is interesting because uh, if the green side bunkers are going to be a real test. They're, they're 
a lot of them are well below the green and uh, you have to come up a steep face. Uh, he leads the tour in strokes gained approach this season as well. So I just think he can't be far away. And when you think about it, four wins in his last 19 stroke play events. And, we're at, and he's sitting here at 25 to one this week. And at a test, it really does suit because he hits the ball long and he hits it for for the longer hitters. He's one of the straighter, straightest as well. So, yeah, I'm actually quite really, really excited about this one, to be fair. Uh, I think that this might come as a outlandish statement, like, but I think he should be close to Rory McIlroy in the band. Wow. Said he was too short for Masters and now saying he should be close to Rory. We'll get on to Rory in a bit because obviously his preparation for this hasn't been great and, and we will come on to that um, at the end of your selections. Um, so you can you can justify that statement then. Um, but the second selection is uh, a man I've already, I've already mentioned here um, who, as I said, has been very popular. You're not the only... Uh, uh, you know, around who's, who's put him up. Um, we've got Zonda Shoffley, who's now best price 18 to 1. Uh, short is 11 to 1 with, with the Betfair Sports, but which shows um, the level of support he's coming in for. Um, what what makes you think Zonda is, is going to be suited by the test this weekend? Did you just say short as short as 11 to 1? 11 to 1 with Betfair Sports book, yeah. 14 to 1, 12 to 1 places, yeah. I hadn't seen that. That is, that is unbelievable, but. Uh... Yeah, he's just one of the most consistent golfers in the game. And uh, his runner-up last time out at Quail Hollow was met with, you know, plenty of, oh, he's let another opportunity slip through his fingers. And there's no doubt that he has let some tournaments slip during the last couple of years. But nevertheless, he's still one of the most consistent. He's got two. In the space of time that, that Tony Fina has his four wins, he has two wins. They, they did come last summer. He hasn't won this year yet. Uh, but... Outside of the two wins, he's got six more top five finishes than Tony Fina. So I think he comes in as one of the form guys as well. Obviously, his recent performances have been unbelievable. He was a beaten quarter finalist in the in the match play, tenth uh, at the Masters, fourth at Harbour Town, then fourth in the team event at New Orleans, and then obviously runner up to Wyndham Clark last time at the at Quail Hollow. But he, he's just got everything. For this test, and I've been looking, I've been waiting to play him. I've obviously I played him at the Masters too, but uh, I've been waiting to play him at a more strategic major venue, and I think this is perfect for him. It's part one of the reasons why I backed him at Carnoustie a few years ago, because that was one of the places where you were you were hitting the ball long and straight was it was a real real advantage. This is this is gonna play differently differently to like say winged foot a couple of years ago where Bryson DeChambeau won the U.S. Open. This isn't a this isn't the type of course that you're going to bomb and gouge your way to victory. There's just no way, even with softer conditions and colder conditions, the, the greens might not get as firm. But if you're coming in from the rough or the fairway bunkers, I think it's going to be a really really tough test. So uh, he hits the ball long and straight. Obviously, from about 170 yards plus, he's one of the best long iron players in the game. Uh, and obviously, his record in majors is absolutely outstanding. Without one and one six top fives another three top 10s and a further six top 20s. So uh, he's never usually out of the frame, only five majors out of the 20 that he's played. He's been outside the top 20. So uh, yeah, around 20 to one, 22 to one this week, I thought was another really good bet. Uh, I can see him going really well. He just looks primed to, to win one. Uh, recent performances have been absolutely excellent without winning. So 
Uh, not quite as excited about him as what I am about Tony Finau's price, but uh, nevertheless, I see him as, as one of the, the most likely winners outside of the top couple. Yeah, there you go. The second selection, Zander Shoffley, who, as I mentioned, been uh, well supported in the market there. Uh, she was 11 to 1, but still a bit of 18 to 1 around both. Three point each way selections there for now, the two headline selections. Uh, two point each way, the next one. Um, a double major winner already in Colin Morikawa. And you said you wanted someone who hit the ball straight. Well, there aren't many who hit the ball straighter than Colin, especially with an iron in his hand. Um, must fancy him to go to go pretty well here if he can. Uh, always, it feels like with Colin, you're taking a bit of a risk on what kind of a putting week he's going to have because he can be um, very, very good. And sometimes the, the flat stick doesn't really work out for him. Yeah, to be fair, he's been a lot more consistent than majors with a putter than... than... You know what is his regular PGA Tour performances, and that, they've littered his recent performances. To be fair, uh, at Harbour Town, he had a poor, really good week ball striking, poor on the greens again. Uh, he was really good with his irons at Quail Hollow too. Uh, one of the best in the field through a couple of days there, but missed a cut. Uh, it was a really, really bad performance on the greens that week. So, uh, yeah. As ever with Colin, you, you're, you're hoping for a good week in the greens, but they do tend to come in major championships for him. He definitely does have a better record on the greens in major championships. So, uh, very rarely out of the frame too. Since 2021, he's only had two. Uh, he's only two majors outside the top ten, which is incredible. Uh, the latest coming at the Masters a number of weeks ago tied tenth, and, and Augusta doesn't really suit him because his chipping comes under real pressure there. Uh, but I think the course will suit him. He doesn't hit the ball as far as as the other guys on the staking plan this week, and that is the slight worry that uh, that he'll be under pressure from a long way out. But nevertheless, he's one of the best long players in the game and one of the most accurate at that too. So uh, I think just he'll avoid plenty of the trouble this week. He's definitely coming here with not as good a form as 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 the others that I'm backing, and even others around the same price tag that I'm not backing, but uh, his ball striking is, a, is, a, is as good as Nick as anyone around the same price bracket, so I'm happy enough for that and to take the chance that he that he puts well. Uh, if it comes down to ball striking this week off the tee and on approach, just avoiding all that trouble, he's more than capable. Uh, and yeah, you just got to hope that he that he puts well on the week. Yeah, absolutely. Colin Morikawa, the next selection at uh, two points each way. Colin, uh, you put him up at 33 to 1. Um, I think that 33 is still just about there. I'm just getting the page up now. And uh, yeah, 33 to 1 pretty much across the board. So 33 is still knocking around about Colin uh, to get his third major. It's still the pretty kind of infant stage of his career. Um Next up, uh, you know, you, you may you kind of talk us through on your on your piece up online on, on the Odds Checker site, which I recommend people should go and watch, why certain players have been left off the staking plan. Uh, Jordan Spieth, of course, who's a massive price this week, but that's in part because of this wrist injury that looks like it, it might really derail his uh, possible, um, you know, his possible chances here. Hideki Matsuyama and Toe Hatton, another couple too, and Max Homer being the one that you're um, most afraid of leaving off the list. So, you know, what was it about those guys that had them kind of on the list, but not quite getting um, over the line? It looks like the perfect test for Jordan Spieth, like, you know what I mean? And he mm-hmm. drove the bell, he drove the ball really good at, at Harbour Town and under pressure when it mattered. He wasn't spraying the ball like he did when he spurned his opportunities, you know, a few weeks previous to that. So it's just unfortunate that, you know, 
Spieth comes here with injury worries, but uh, uh, Terrell Hatton, he's playing absolutely great stuff. Uh, I just don't know. His major record isn't great, and he hasn't really contended one down the back nine, so I'd rather wait until we see how he performs under that kind of pressure. Max Homa's obviously going to be really preferred in the US Open uh, in California next time out. He'll be all the rage for that, but uh, yeah, th- there's going to be cooler conditions. Obviously, this week we're playing an East Coast major in May, so uh, conditions will be definitely colder. It'll be tough to score uh, during the morning wave, I think, especially on the Thursday and Friday. So if anyone's looking for a first round either bet, and I, I will have a first round preview up uh, later, either on Wednesday or early Thursday morning, I think uh, a late tea time will will suit that. Uh, warmer conditions obviously uh, makes it easier to score but Max Homa when he won at Potomac uh, late on last year it was wet and cold and fairways were really difficult to hit I think it was single figures under par that won that Uh, and when fairways are hard to hit Max Homa comes into his own so uh, he, he looks to have the perfect game for us he's in good form too but I can't just excuse the the major form that's a that, it's a real worry yeah uh only one top 20 finish in 13 major championships since 2019 it's um, i think obviously previous major performances are one of the bigger biggest pointers towards who may contend the, the following ones and max homer just has zero uh experience down the stretch in the in these type of tests so that would just worry me until he until he until he gets that, I think I'm going to steer clear. And if he doesn't perform well here, I think he's one to avoid, even in California. To be fair, so yeah, there's a few. Gary Woodland was another one. I absolutely mm. unbelievable ball striking all season, but his short game has been a mess, uh, especially as putting. But when he won at Pebble Beach, you know, uh, ball striking was a massive part of that equation. Uh, so yeah, he, he's another one. Absolutely hitting the ball great. Who got triple figures is a, is a major worry to leave off the list, but uh, you just got to hope for the best and you hope that you've made the right decisions. Interesting. Well, let's get on to your next selection. Three more to come um, on the staking plan. And Sunjai, Sunjai Im, um, talking about quality ball strikers, they don't come much better than him. Uh, he's the next selection, two points each way, also at 33 to 1. Yeah, he comes here from Korea. He went to Korea last week and uh, one on the Korean PGA Tour, which it's a surprise to see him do that uh, mm. the week before a major championship. But nevertheless, Song Jae Song Jae, and he plays an awful lot of golf. And if anyone can overcome the the uh, travel from that arriving in New York this week, it's him, I guess. Uh, the manner in which he won could be important. He had a 40-yard bunker shot uh, to the last where he needed to get up and down. Uh, to win, and he did. He stuck it to about five feet. It was an unbelievable golf shot, actually. Uh, but he's got—he's one of the best out of the bunkers. He's 14th from scrambling from the bunkers in the PGA Tour this season. Uh, he's also 20th in turn driving accuracy. He hits the ball definitely not as long as the par hitters in the game, but he hits the ball far enough uh, for a test like this. Uh, his arm play is absolutely tremendous too. He's definitely a wizard with the wedge, but. Uh, He's more than capable from uh, 170 yards, five yards plus, which is where the majority of approaches are going to come from this week. 
he's one of the Honda Classic too. We know there's a big atmosphere there at the Honda Classic. Uh, New York majors are always quite boisterous, always quite noisy towards the back nine. We remember Brooks Kapka went on a couple of years ago with the noise around that too. It's a, it's a, mm. it's a great state for a major championship. Uh, but I think Sungjae's when there is Honda Classical hold him in good stead too. So, uh, perfect game for it. It remains to be seen whether he can deal with the pressure in a major championship. He does have a runner up at Augusta. Obviously, it was to Dustin Johnson, uh, and he was never really uh, in contention, or never really, never really looked like beating him. Anyway, not that he wasn't in contention, but he wasn't going to win that. But uh, he's got a, another top ten at the Masters too. I would like him to have a bit more experience down the heat of a battle down the back nine of a major, but nevertheless, he, he looks to have the perfect game for him. Because I definitely do think that the winner of this will have a bit more uh, to his game than just uh, gripping and ripping it. Obviously, the two main guys, Sheffer and Ram, have that, nevertheless. But there's guys who hit the ball far and straight and who have a slightly more nuanced game than those guys, and I think they've got more of a chance this week than usual. Yeah, well, a couple of guys, uh, you know, massive prices who are hoping to upset the recent trend uh, of those at the top end winning it um, are Harris English and Adrian Moronk, um, who you put up one point each way English at 225 to one, which does seem a huge price for someone who's definitely got the quality to compete at the highest level. And Moronk um, at 175 to one, um, both available now, 200, 200 to one and 250 to one, best price. But again, those ne- not necessarily the place terms that you want to be taking. Um, what about their game uh, makes you think that this? Uh, test could suit. Well, I'm surprised the boogies weren't alive more to Harris English, Harris English's chances this week. To be fair, sitting there 200 to one plus at the start of the week, especially having coming off a third place at Quail Hollow last time out, and he had second at the Arnold. He was a runner up at Arnold Palmer earlier on in the year too, and we knew who who fought out that that Arnold Palmer finish was unbelievable with the likes of Cantlay and McElroy all there, Spieth obviously too. It was a real war of attrition that down the back nine. So, yeah, two top three finishes in his last six uh, starts in stacked fields as well, it must be said. And then you look at his major record. Uh, he's, I couldn't believe the, uh, the his record. Seven made cuts from seven in US Open Championships and five from six in PGA mm. Championships. It's an unbelievable record for someone who hasn't, you know, sat at the top of the game. So, uh, yeah, I think he's a, a real dark horse this week. He doesn't hit the ball as far as uh, any of the others in the team. He's probably he's probably the, the shortest priced or the shortest hitter in, in, in mistaken plan, but he's accurate. He's got a decent approach game and he's got a better short game probably than, than the others that have backed. Uh, so if it does come down to a bit of scrambling, I think he, he's more than capable of doing that. Moronk is, uh, you know, obviously riding the crest of a wave after his win and his win in Italy. And he looks, he looks set now for a a Ryder Cup place later on in the year, winning at the Ryder Cup. And he's a big big feather in the cap. But he won the Australian Open too uh, last December, holding off Minwoo Lee and Adam Scott. Uh, won the Irish Open previous to that too. So he's won three prestigious tam- championships in the last 12 months. And uh, he's one of the best drivers in the European game. He hits the ball long and he hits it straight. 
so he's going to find himself in better positions than most off the tee. Uh, his iron play isn't isn't as good as plenty of others in the field, but uh, his short game more than makes up for it. And uh, we've seen that last time, right? He, his irons actually weren't the best in the Italian Open when he won, but he saved it with a scrambling. His work on and around the greens was tremendous. But if he can hit the ball long and straight, which he does, he'll find chances here, I think, at Oak Hill. And he's uh, obviously in great form and just one of the Europeans who I think could figure on the leaderboard over the weekend. Yeah, two big outsiders there, as I say, both 200 to one and 250 to one now, Moronk and English. But if you want the big places, uh, you want to shop around using the odds checker grids. Uh, Harris English now 200 to one best price. You can get eight places there, which is still... Uh, pretty good and Moronk uh, if you want to be backing him yeah, that 250 to 1 is a quarter of the 5 or 10 bet um, but 200 to 1 you can still get pretty pretty readily with 8 places bet 365 um, sky bet that 175 to 1 uh, with Paddy's is still there too um, those are your, your 6 selections there uh, in, in the staking plan but before we let you go um, just want to kind of talk through those at the top end because I'm sure a lot of people listening will, will want to know your thoughts um, joint favourites in, in Scotty Scheffler who had one of the, I would say, most intriguing major weekends I think I've ever seen, Augusta, where he led the field tee to green, strokes gained, and was bottom of the whole field for strokes gained putting. So he was the best player in the whole field <laughs> until he got on the green, and then he was the worst player in, the, in terms of, of the, the flat stick. He seems to have improved his putting a little bit since then. And then, of course, John Rahm, who did what I think we all knew he was going to do at some point, Augusta, and race clear and win the green jacket fairly easily. Um, what do you make of their chances coming to this weekend? Yeah, obviously both huge chances. Uh, difficult to pick between them, to be fair. Uh, Schaffer probably hits it a bit straighter than what Ram does uh, in general. Uh, I think accuracy off the tee will become an issue across the week, avoiding them for away bunkers. So maybe Sha- I would prefer Schaffer slightly to Ram. But the putting, as you say, is an issue, and it's seeped into his game a fair bit over the last... Uh, 12 months or so and obviously you said at the Masters it was it was yeah it's just hard to believe and obviously this is this is his worst year so far on tour in, in his four seasons uh, on the greens so it's a slight worry obviously you don't I don't think Putin's going to be the biggest aspect you know when you look at the stats to who wins this week but uh, long game's just hard to <laughs> I don't, I don't. How do you say anything negative about these two guys? It's. I know. It's just. It's. It's hard to believe. Picking between them at around the seven to one mark is, is extremely difficult. And uh, but the one thing I would say is that I think, accuracy off the tee is going to count for a lot this week and avoiding, uh, fairway, and greenside bunkers. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how these bunkers play out. I think that I think it's going to be the talking point of the week. And those who can who can scramble well from them or avoid them, I think that they're, they're going to have a huge chance. Uh, and I think there's probably others in the game, uh, other than Ram and Scheffler, who have who have who can perform slightly better in that department, than slightly more strategic off the tee and slightly less aggressive, maybe on approach shots too. Uh, I just think it's probably a week to take the front two on. Uh, McElroy is obviously another one, as you say. We're getting a few points bigger this week, obviously. Yeah, I think there's upwards of 12 to 1 available. Mm. 
But there was a worry last time out at Quail Hollow. Uh, obviously, he took a week off, a couple of weeks off after the Masters. Uh, and it's no surprise, it was a massive, massive disappointment for him. Uh, and he was probably a, a little bit burnt out considering uh, the designated events that he that he's had to play, obviously. Uh, but obliged to play in the in the run up, he obviously skipped one after the Masters then. But uh, there's slight negatives there. Obviously, he's a member here. He lives near here too, so we can obviously uh, we can assume that he's played it a fair bit more than others, and he could he he could come in well prepped. It's just a, it's the type of thing McElroy could do is come and win this, isn't it? When when he's yeah. least expected to. Obviously, when he blew the Masters. Uh, all them years ago, nobody expected him to go out and win the US Open next time out. You know what I mean? This just just be like McElroy to go and do this. Uh, but the pre- he hasn't drifted to a big enough price for me to justify backing him, I don't think. And I, I think he's a bit wild off the tee here. And I think he could find himself in a few faraway bunkers, uh, which would mur- worry me a little. Uh, and as I say, I just think there's a few more in the game who's slightly more uh, nuanced and and coping with this track and then in terms of uh, a couple more just just in beneath um patrick cantley has been put up i've seen by a couple here i know he's a player that you uh, have said you will not be backing in majors until you see something different from him uh, can you see why he might prove popular i can see why people think the courses is, is absolutely set up for him uh but his performances of major are still drab. 14th at the Masters, you know, obviously it was a disappointment. He was right there, really, uh, heading into the final round. He, he could have been one of the ones who came from behind, but another disappointing finish. And obviously 14th, 8th and 14th in his last three majors have been a bit better than usual, but uh, he can win at 20 to 1 for all he likes. I won't be annoyed that, that I'm not on uh, for someone like him. Uh but if you miss Tony Fina at 25 to 1, given what he's done in the game in the last number of months, uh, compared to Cantley, obviously Cantley won the, you know, in the BMW Championship and all uh, in the playoffs last season, but uh, Fina has elevated his game to a, a totally different level to the, to the point now where I think he's a better player than Patrick Cantley, and Patrick Cantley hasn't shown an awful lot in majors for his talent. Uh, Mm-hmm. I do think the test suits him, mind you. Uh, obviously, a great driver of the golf ball, reasonably straight as well. Great approach player. He has everything. He's a really good all-rounder. Uh, whilst the likes of McElroy can be a bit more wild off the tee. Ram can be a bit more wild off the tee. Cantley is definitely more consistent. But again, at 20-1, to 1, he's nowhere near big enough uh, to excite me. Great stuff. Um, any others you want to point out? Um, you know, Justin Thomas, last year's winner. Jason Day, fresh off a victory. Brooks Kepka after his run at the at the, the Masters. Um, can you can you make a case for for or against any of these? Anyone that you would say you know you'd, you'd actively look to swerve at the top end of the market? Well, as far as the live guys are concerned, guys like uh, Mickelson and Reed, etc. Mickelson obviously was unbelievable there at the weekend of the Masters, but he was never in contention. Reed was never in contention. Mm. And obviously Bruce Kapka had a couple of shot lead heading in the final day, failed miserably. So uh, I think there's still plenty of negatives surrounding the, the live guys. Dustin Johnson obviously comes here off the back of a win. But I watched a, f- a fair bit of it and he was quite poor, especially over the back nine. He had it won, I think he had a five shot lead with about seven or eight holes to go. 
almost blurred. So, uh, yeah, I'd still really look to be avoiding the live guys. None of them interest me. I think Kapka's very, very short. Uh, the one who interested me the most probably was Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau played well last week, showed, showed a fair bit of form. So if he comes back to form, he's someone who could cope with this test, even though he's too wild off the tee, I would say. Uh, but if the, if we came, if we arrived at a winged foot or whatever, uh, one of those places where you could bomb and gouge your way to victory, I would definitely be more interested in DeChambeau. Uh, no one really, I, I think we've mentioned a lot towards the market, or towards the top, Victor Hovland has been a fair disappointment now. Uh, playing in the final group at St Andrews didn't work out for him. Played in the second last group on the Sunday in the Masters. Uh, only three shots behind Bruce Kapka and was awful again, final 18. Uh, so that's two opportunities spurned for him. And I thought he would have learned from the, from the Open Championship and he didn't really. I was disappointed in that, so I think he's quite easy to swerve. One of us looking down, uh, it was actually just an extra market further on down the leaderboard, top lefty. I think there's nine to four out there about Bob McIntyre. He's up against uh, he's up against Mickelson and Brian Harmon. And McIntyre has made 10 of 10 cuts wow. in the championships. And I think if he makes a cut here, he could easily... Uh, win that market at nine to four. There's only the three. Now he comes here off a back, a slight back concern. He pulled out of the Italian Open after one round, uh, but he's had a couple of weeks off now and arrives at, at a venue which really should suit his uh, driving capabilities. If he drives the ball well, you know, he, he, I think he could play quite well if he's injury free. So, but the nine to four in the top lefty market against uh, Harmon and Mickelson. Uh, stands out to me considering he's he's ten from ten on majors. Great stuff. Yeah, nine to four there. Um, about in the top lefty market, loads of um, those special markets up on the odds checker site. If you go and check those out, uh, and I'm sure, um, yeah, now you said you're going to put out a first round leader. There'll be other um, stuff coming out throughout the week. So do download the odds checker app where you can find Niles' tips first there, and you can find them online as well. Um, just to recap the staking plan, uh, it is Tony Finau three points each way, Zana Shoffley three points each way as well, uh, Colin Morikawa two points each way. Um, Two points each way, Sung Im, and then a point each way, Harris English, and 0.75 points each way, Adrian Marunk. Uh, anything to add now before we before we go? Who are you backing? Uh, I wasn't going to say. So I back two at, at a fair price. I mean, I'm I'm pretty tempted to, with the fancy prices around, um, to back Scheffler at kind of eight to one, fifteen to two in ten places because I just can't really see a world where his game tee to green doesn't have conversation, but. Um, the two that I have backed to bigger prices are Tommy Fleetwood and Ricky Fowler. Um, both of them basically playing ridiculously consistent golf. Both of them hit the ball further than most on on the on the tour. Both of them very accurate off the tee. Um, hoping to the one of them. I mean, it feels like I'm living in 2015 by backing those two. But uh, but we'll see how we go. Uh, any can you put me off? It's too late anyway. But... No, not really. But uh, yeah, I mean. Fowler's form, form coming into this is from the players is 13th, 17th, 10th, 15th, 14th in like fair fields. Um, you know, he's trending and we know he's got the talent to do it and he's hitting the ball far for him as well. Yeah. No, mm. I, can't, I can't really put you on. What price is Fowler? What price did you get about Fowler? 
Uh, 66. Mm. I'm not too enthused, but... <laughs> <laughs> we'll right. see how it goes. And Tommy 66 as well. Just to, you know, anyway. No one cares, so there we go. Um, cheers, now for, for making me expose myself to it. Tipsy. Normally, I mean, in recent years, you've been a bit more, um, yeah, a bit more encouraging, but uh, clearly not there. Um, if, if you're not on FINA, you're not on the winner. So that's. Don't you worry. So. You know full well that I'll be back in Tony before uh, before Thursday afternoon, and it all kicks off. Um, cheers very much, as ever, Niall, for, for sharing your tips with us. Um, and yeah, we'll look forward to reading your stuff over the course of the weekend. Fingers crossed, a couple of winners in there. Enjoy the PGA Championship. Plenty to get stuck into there. I'm sure Niall has flagged all the value uh, and we will look forward to the weekend. So fingers crossed uh, for a couple of winners. Uh, stay tuned. Subscribe to the Odds Check uh, YouTube channel where you can find all these Odds Checker betting shows. I'll be back later in the week with Andy Holding as we preview the racing from York. Um, so make sure you subscribe, download the Odds Checker app and we'll see you soon. Uh, please do ensure that you're gambling responsibly.